What's going on? This is Two Tone from the Filthy Underground, and you're here with my exclusive with the 419 Grind. You're listening to the 419 Grind Podcast, Toledo's source for exclusive news in music, business, sports, and entertainment. 419 Grind Podcast. We're back again. Today I have Two Tone. What up? What's filthy? What's filthy? What's good with you? Not much chilling. I'm excited. So you went to the uh, the uh, behind the music. I did workshop. I did. I, did. I didn't get to go to the one last year. I had a, tried to go to it, but I had some endeavors that was requiring me to be there. So I ended up making it to this one. I made it my business. I had some personal things going on, but I kind of maneuvered my way so I can do both. Right. And uh, I'm glad I was there because it was very uh, informative. I knew a lot of the information, but I additionally wanted to get some other. You know, tips, and uh, they definitely threw some gems in there for everybody that was in a workshop to, you know, uh, find out some information in the, on the gritty side that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't probably tell you. Right, yeah, they wouldn't. No. Yeah, a lot of the stuff was uh, was kind of crazy to me. Yeah, it was, it was pretty raw. It was pretty raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was good, though. Yeah. It was good. So uh, what part of Toledo are you from? I am from, originally I was raised on the west side and then, you know, kind of maneuvered to the north side. And then, you know, I live on the south side, so I don't really right. uh, like to just, you know, denounce one side. I got that, you know, diplomatic immunity. You know? Right, right, right. But, uh, what, uh, what high school you go to? Uh, start high school start. and then woodwork and okay. uh, then life skills. Oh, okay. So you. I was a troublemaker. Oh. Yeah, well. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right. Uh, when did you uh, when did you start doing music? Um, well, I started singing when I was about four. Uh, my dad he used to play the guitar, right. and I used to sit on his lap and sing. And he used to sing like hard rock, soft rock. That's the kind of music I kind of came up on. Okay. Um, and my mom she was more country, uh, which I hated it listening in the car. I was like, please turn it off. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, interestingly enough, by nine I was you know kind of going through family issues and found a way to kind of utilize my words at that time and express my emotions. So I started writing poetry at nine and then uh, they kind of started forming rhymes. And uh, from there I started recording somewhere Mm -hmm. around 12 years old, Uh, started finding my way into booths and um, making my own beats and uh, battle rapping. That's kind of where I started. Okay. You know, the start of me. I I was a battle rapper first. Right. You went from battle rapping to just doing whatever. Yeah, I battle rap. I I, I made beats. Like I said, I was uh I was taught at the first studio that I went to. Uh, shout out to Blackfoot Studios, okay. a guy named Linnell Howard, um, him and a guy named Ron Ensley. Those are the f- first two gentlemen that I really kind of worked with uh, on a personal level in a yeah. studio that uh, kind of believed in me really uh, and and said, okay, we gonna we gonna work with her. She a little bit of rough around the edges and, yeah. and we gonna see what she got. And and they put a lot of time and effort into teaching me some things at that time when I was young um, that I you know had no knowledge about. I just knew I wanted to do music. Right, right, right. Um, and was teaching me how to uh, you know at some point go in and out the studio myself and maneuver my way around the equipment so that I could run in and out the booth and record myself and so you, know, you can engineer and okay produce engineer yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so i started started doing all that early and then you know i started getting into you know battle rapping before that honestly yeah. um i was in 10th grade and i think the first time that i really remember that i wanted to battle rap mm-hmm. <laughs> um i was in 10th grade and i was in english class and there was a gentleman that kept uh kind of making jokes because he see me all the time coming in a class with my my micro uh my uh, he- headphones trying to 
write rhymes in my little notebook and you know, I kind of stayed to myself and well, one day he just he caught a bad side of me. He was like, "You can't <laughs> rap," and you know, was saying the little white girl jokes and everything and I was like, okay. I went home. I cried it out for a minute, but you know, the next time I went back to English class, I I had some some words for him. Right, right, I waited right. till class let out. You know, everybody was flooding out in the hallways yeah. and stuff. And you know, at that time, I was like the underdog in high school. You know, right, so right. I had a lot to say. Yeah. You know, and uh, let's just say I, I kind of tapped him on the shoulder and. You know what I'm saying? I started letting him have it. And from there, my English teacher was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know, and he kind of let me do my thing. And, you know, the, the hallway filled up. And, you know, the dude wasn't really a rapper. He was just a class clown, for real. So you, you know? kind of, like, tore him up then. I tore him up bad. <laughs> and that was probably the real first start of yeah, yeah. Two-Tone, the battle rapper. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? And then I started hitting up underground clubs and stuff like that, which... You know, I could probably get some people in trouble for some of them stories, you know, because I was underage <laughs> slipping in some of them clubs. Right, right, right. So you write, uh, I know, I know uh, when you battle, it's kind of like uh, freestyle, right? Um, I can do both. Right. I, I started doing the freestyling because back then um, it was different than what the culture is now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Kind it's of the platform and the whole, the a whole. Lot different. Mm -hmm. So we had no choice of, but to freestyle yeah. because trying to prepare for somebody that you didn't know what they look like, you could have some bars that wouldn't pertain to them. Right. See, look, now it's like, it's not even, battle rap is not even freestyle. It's like you prepare, uh, you prepare, prepare a certain type of lyrics, mm -hmm. whatever, and you kind of throw that in there, right? Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. You know, and that's why it's, it's important that you need to learn to do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, let's say, for instance, like, I had an experience one time that I went out to a club just trying to have a nice time with a, a lady friend of mine. And she took me to a place I was a little bit more uncomfortable, um, wasn't in my comfort zone. Right. Uh, if anybody know anything about Fred L's, it's definitely not a place for, you know, uh, certain, you know, people of my color to be in, you know. Right. <laughs> but uh, I went in there anyways. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed that the vibe was a little bit different. I kind of stepped outside. I was, you know, doing my thing and kind of rapping to one of the people that was standing outside. And I had a chick come up to me and. She she wanted to try me. So at that time, I don't know if y'all ever uh, heard about her or not, but um, what was her name? Uh, she was she was a Southside rapper. I can't even think of her name right now. But she she came and like was like, okay, you know, I I, I want a piece of you. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. So we get to battling, and when we get done, you know, she she shook my hand, and you know, like I'm like, I got this. I know. I know I got this and, and right. people starting to see my name yeah. popping out here. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm getting this little talent, you know, that I've had for a long time exposed that I've had bottled in me that nobody knew that I had. And they like, you know, where is this coming from? Right. Right. You know, but, but I, I at that point, like I didn't have anything prepared for that girl when I, when I went, like yeah, yeah. you had to spot on, do that. When that's you meet the, the best person, kind though, you know, that's the best battle rap to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like off the top. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like it's, it's eh, fabricated. And, and the battle rapping also, it started, I can I can actually say the, the bigger portions of it was in the clubs like Bottle Rocket when we had that downtown and yeah, the Bubble yeah. Up and, in, in, you know, out airport and the Bijou. Right. Those were the places where they would throw on records. And, um, you know, you could get in a real cypher with some lyricists. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, just go off the top. Yeah. Um, and it was different because they also would host battles and a lot of the older OGs in the city, you know, that's how I started really more so being known is because like we was forced to be put up against each other, yeah. not knowing who was coming out on stage and you just had to 
go at each other until the last person stands. Right. And uh, that's that's pretty much how I kind of got my respect out here. And I was actually in them trenches okay. earning my name. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Now, uh, do you have any, like, uh, influence as far as, like, how you started? Like, oh who, you, who you listened to? Oh, my gosh. I got a lot. <laughs> I don't like to stick to just one person. Oh, yeah, so. go ahead. Um, I say one of the biggest ones because in my era, um, she was doing a lot. And she's coming back now, Missy Elliott. Yeah. I yeah, love yeah. Missy. I love Missy. Um I love uh, Queen Latifah, MC Light, um, Yo-Yo. Um, yeah. I mean, if we're going on, like, the R&B side, you know, I came up on Whitney. Right. I came up uh, definitely in the time of Aaliyah, so I got to appreciate a lot of really good artists. Right. Um, you know, uh, Lauren. More, Lauren Hill is my one of my most biggest influence okay um i would probably say because when i when i found out about the miseducation of lauren hill Man. i think that's when i really 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 fell in love with hip-hop yeah yeah yeah. and uh i tend to hear a lot that i sound a lot like her okay uh, though i don't try but um probably her and alicia keys i get yeah. compared to the most um and tina marie tina um, marie yeah okay so <laughs> yeah all right so who are your uh do you have like a top 10 Top, oh my gosh, no, no, I can't. You don't have a top like, 10? Top 10, because, I mean, this this is so debatable. Everybody, everybody I mean, it, it is debate, debatable. We, That's why I ask every artist that comes in, give me your top 10. Females, males, or in general? In, like, in general. It don't have to be any, it don't, it don't have to be any genre. So you're getting me in trouble if this gets quoted. No, 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 go ahead. It doesn't matter. So I'd This, this say, is your opinion, nobody else's. Okay, so I, I'd say for me, one of them has definitely got to be nice. Okay. Um, he's always going to be one of the biggest. Is that, is that your top to one, or just one just, of the best ten to me? I, you're not no. putting them in order. I, no. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I can't do no order. No. No. Right. Um, Jay Z, definitely. Sorry, I didn't mean to put their names next to each other like that, but yeah. Nah, it's Jay Z. Um, Eminem. Okay. Um, Big Daddy Kane. <clears throat> I'd say uh, Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Um, Queen Latifah. Okay. Um, MC Light. Right. It was like really innovative uh, females for yeah, me. How many yeah. is that so far? Well, like uh, seven. Six, seven. Um, hmm. uh, Wu Tang. Okay. This um, the, the whole clan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wu Tang. Um, mm. Red Man and Method Man. I had to throw them in there. Okay. Man, I, I noticed you you named everybody from the East Coast, nobody from the West Coast. <laughs> okay, so I no, gotta no, throw no, Ice Cube no. in there. No, I gotta no. throw you, Ice you don't Cube have in to, there uh, <laughs> I, because he's he see it's, that's why it's so hard. I wrote this. It slow. is hard. That's why I put them all on paper over here because I'm I'm more of a tactile uh, kind hey, of learner. I gotta kind of you know pull it out. Uh, more so, like I have like just a bunch of different uh, different influences. So, um, you know, I I said Nas, uh, Jay Z, Biggie, Wayne. Talib Kweli, Karis One, LL Cool J, um, Wu Tang. I said that one. Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick. Um, people don't surprise that so one, but yeah, that's that's 50. like that's like a top, top twenty. But like, you know, I had to write down. I had to write down. You know, some of my 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 influences that I came up on because yeah. a lot of the people that's coming out now they don't they didn't get to experience a lot of what I did. Right, right. And right. and honestly, I had to go to the library and go and like rent. CDs and stuff like that. <laughs> Rap music in my house was like unheard of. Oh. We wasn't supposed to 
Okay. Listen to rap music okay, and yeah. play MTV and all that. Yeah, we. You know what? We didn't either because my, my my dad was a was a preacher, so mm. like MTV and rap, we couldn't even listen to Michael Jackson. So mm. yeah, Whoa. yeah, it was it was deep. Mm. <laughs> so you feel me then? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I used to have to go underneath my 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 bed and write with candles and my little notebooks and stuff and hide and stuff and yeah. hide my little notebooks. And my mom found them and confiscated them and all that oh she took them yeah i lost a lot of rhymes through oh, the years lost wow, a lot of rhymes wow. yeah so <laughs> through through the years i got a lot of influences but it's definitely hard for me personally to put a top 10 on it because right. there's so many of them that influenced me i don't i don't like to take away from some of the other artists right right, right yeah yeah is there uh any local artist that you let me ask you this first like what about producers as far as locally like who do you work with um well, I have in-house producers. Okay, um, name them. So I have to be a little bit biased here. My yeah, faves. My hey. faves. Uh, let me plug my producer, yeah. Lunchbox Bully. Okay. Um, yes, and uh, Rabmatic right here. Oh, he's um, a producer too. Yeah, both of them make beats. Yeah. Um, also, uh, another group member. His name is Never That. Okay. Uh, he makes beats as well. Um, I've worked with some other people like uh, you know, Young Chuck and. Uh, uh, Ronald Ansley, um, again, he does a lot of the R&B beats and stuff. But yeah. um, mainly we just do in-house stuff. Um, I spent a lot of years working on other people's stuff and kind of lost material, having to, you know, kind of detach yeah. from things. Yeah, so yeah. I figured that I'd find it easier to start doing things that I didn't have to detach from and do everything in-house. Right, right. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't work with other people. It just means that sometimes I just take a little bit more precautions. And when people reach out, you know, then I work if it's somebody that I want to work with. Yeah. If not, you know, they might have to talk some coins with me. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> now, is, is there any artist that you uh, want to work with? Oh, First, man. let me ask locally. <clears throat> locally, any artist that you want to work with? I do. I do. Um, I want to work with Nate Hicks. Nate Hicks? Okay. Nate Hicks is amazing. He's amazing. He's an up-and-coming uh, R&B artist. Um He's young, he's innovative, he's working with kids, he's really, really influential, he's he's very passionate about what he does, and I think that we would blend well on a track, as yeah. far as R&B. Um, as far as rap, um, I'd say the one person that you had on the podcast that I kind of identify a lot with as an artist, Rocky Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to work with Rocky Duh. Rocky, yeah, yeah he was, uh, yeah. He was uh, at the workshop, like, mm -hmm. he dropped some... Gems. Gems, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, even stuff like I was like, oh man, because he, we talked in the back before he went on stage, and he was like, you know, I was like, you know, I, could, I should have just brought my podcast up to the workshop. We could have just had artists come in and talk or whatever. He was like, why didn't you do it? I said, I don't know. Hmm. He said, that's the stuff I'm talking about, man. Like, you, you can be on top of this stuff, think outside the box. And it's, that's one thing that he absolutely does, like that other artists really don't take advantage of. It's like he knows how to brand himself and, uh, with T-shirts and everything that he does is, is so different. Most F. He seizes the moment. Every every moment that he yeah. gets, he takes that. I see him's name on flyers, on shows, every other night, you know, going to different places. He's right, making right. sure his face is in the place. His network game is, like, on 10, and yeah. he's, like, always been like that. He's probably the most consistent artist in the city, honestly, that, he you know, is. has been doing it for quite a while. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I did an interview with him. The first interview was, like, Five years, four years ago, maybe, mm. and the difference from him then and him now is like the growth. Yeah, the growth is like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Now nationally, any well-known artist like who 
Like, who would you want to work with? Oh my gosh, name Timberland them, and Jay Z. Like, I, I, yeah. man, uh, oh man, I want to work with Joyner Lucas. Yeah, yeah I want to yeah. work with, um, man, uh, Jay Z would be dope. Um, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Lauren Hill. Okay. Oh my gosh, I'd die if I got to work with Lauren Hill. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I would just like fall out. Um, yeah, I get mad when people kind of like talk about her not putting out an album for a while. They're gonna be like, if you're still waiting, you're gonna keep waiting. I mean, like, she's living life though. Hey, but she's if you go on Google right now, it's still gonna tell you that's one of the best it albums is. ever. That's one of my favorite. It's all it's on my playlist. Yo, my work playlist at work when I'm at work ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. She's on that. That album's on my playlist. Facts. Mine too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, LL Cool J too. Like, LL? I, oh gosh, yes, love LL. Um, oh Drake. Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, quite a bit of people. Quite a bit of people. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you have a, a very eclectic. Uh, like choice of, of music. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Um I get influences from a lot of different places, but I definitely say hip hop, R and B, blues, jazz is kind of the more right. or less my Mainstay. my thing. Okay. Now what uh like how what's your process when it comes to, to writing and producing? Oh, I do both, but I find that um my main main one that I go to, my to go to is probably I, I go in like by myself kind of do my thing i gotta get in my own mode in peace and quiet right <clears throat> i don't do well in calamity so right. i gotta actually put myself somewhere in the mind state of how i'm feeling sometimes sometimes for instance people gives me beats and you know they want something done it might not hit me to work on that song right there right but i know when that song hits me it's gonna be fire so if you send me a song and it takes two weeks to get to you it's because you working on it because it I, I didn't touch it until I knew that I felt it. Uh, so as soon as I feel that sh- stuff, right? Trust and believe it's gonna take about twenty minutes for that to come out. That pen and my pen is crazy. Okay, my pen is crazy. So I write hits. Yeah. I write hits in like twenty minutes. So you know, then I have other times where I could be on a spot, and if I'm vibing good with you, it's really all about energy. If I'm working with other people and I'm not in my own environment where it's a controlled environment a comfortable familiar environment and i go to somebody's studio and they want me to you know do a track with them i do better if i'm meshing well with the person they got good energy and our energies mesh yeah yeah yeah. you know so i might have somebody send me a beat and be like you know let's do this song and i pre-prepare for it or they be like no i want to do something you know what i'm saying organically so I think sometimes they just want to test my lyricism that way, but you know we do it that way too, and right. I kills it. So you, you think it's easier to uh, to write without the music, or like if you just feel something, you just start writing, or is it easier for you to listen to a, a beat and, and write to it? It's harder to find a beat for the music if I'm writing it without the music. Yeah. Yeah. So if I have vibes, like I have vibes, and I ain't got no beat, and the words is just flowing out. I I used to have jobs and just write stuff on my little, you know. Bags from Burger King, from uh-huh. Wendy's, and go home with all kinds of papers and napkins. I had to roll out and write on different stuff because, you know, by the time you get home, they're right, in your yeah, pocket yeah. and, <laughs> you know, the ink's half gone, yeah. you know. But um, definitely, if I was if I was trying to write with no beat, I find that I'm more picky about my beat selection. 
like it's nothing that I could find that satisfies me because right, right. I wrote it without the beat. But if I if I if I write with a beat, it's it's easy. It's so easy because I'm doing what the beat tells me. Yeah, I'm gonna listen to the beat and I'm gonna let the beat guide me. Right, right, right. Now you you do produce. I haven't made beats in quite a while. Oh, why it's been not? about it's it's been about ten years because oh, I don't have no. the equipment. But oh. but I, I have like some stuff like on a computer, probably about two three hundred beats. This, yeah, my beats yeah. is crazy. So I bet if I touched one, it'd be. It'd be so fire. Right, right. That's something that I want to jump back into, though, when, when, when the money get flowing to where I can go and right. get me some more sound packs and some equipment. I'm definitely going to get back into the beats. Yeah, that's like, uh, that's my, my getaway. Yeah. Is is, is making, making music. Mm. I can do that for hours and lose track of time. Yeah. Because it's so, like, I get so into it. Yeah, that sounds like my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All night. Yeah, I mean, it's got, it got to be all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't stop. But, uh. What are uh, like some of the challenges as far as being an artist in uh, Toledo? Are there challenges, or do you feel that you know there's a hindrance here? There's definitely uh, some things with Toledo that we can work on. Um, it's been going on for quite a while. You know, people people have egos here and don't like to work with other people, or right. feel like they don't want to, you know, uh, show love to other people. Um, but um, I think it also has to do with knowledge. Uh, people don't really know how to get where they're trying to go. Right. And I think that there's people that hold the keys to them answers that, you know, in turn, just like what they were saying in the music workshop, you know, if you rubbing elbows with people, if you bartering with people, like Tanika said, um, you can get a lot of things done. Yeah. So sometimes it's just that conversation to be had and call somebody and say, Hey, um, I heard you was looking for an R&B singer on this song. Right, right. And I know that you got, you know, a camera and you doing photography. Why don't we trade? Right, yeah. You know, and you can get things done like that easier. But sometimes people are like, ah, I don't want to work with them because of what I heard about them. Or ah, I don't want to work with them because I don't want that person to get, you know, right. get on first. And that's that's what it boils down to a lot. Egos, um, but also lack of, lack of uh, you know, uh, resources as well. I mean, money's a big one. Money's yeah. a big one. Right. So you got a lot of people in the city, especially females. We we out here, we trying to work. We trying to come up. We got babies at home. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So paying for that studio, we, we'd live in a studio if we could. Right. You know? But, you know, we got to take care of them bills first, and then we got to, you know, put what we can into our craft. If I would have knew earlier the steps to take first, I could have saved a lot of time. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because I spent a lot of money. <clears throat> Excuse me. I spent a lot of money trying to do things that I was paying for and didn't know what I was doing, like publishing. I wanted to be my own publisher. Right, right. But I didn't even know what that was. I'm looking at Google like, okay, yeah, I yeah, want to make sure somebody ain't getting paid for my shit. Yeah. But I heard somebody ask that doing. question. Was that you asked the question on it Saturday? Was. Okay. I want to know about monetizing yeah. because I have my fan base. We right, right. our group, which I wanna I wanna go ahead and uh plug my group, Filthy Underground. Um that's why you heard me come in and say what's filthy, that's our thing. Okay. You know, so <laughs> if you hear filthy anything, that's that's us. Right. You, you see us, we 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 doing it filthy, we keeping it filthy, we ain't keeping nothing clean. Right. You know, we gotta we gotta keep it real. You know, but um uh what was I saying? Oh, so getting getting paid for it. We're trying to figure out how to monetize. So our right. next step right now is um, we met and uh, we're trying to get our LLC together. Okay. So we set some goals last month and we said this is when we're going to have our stuff done by. 
Okay. So we got our money, and then now the ball's going to continue to keep on rolling for us to make these steps necessary because if I would have knew it was that simple to just go get an LLC and some numbers yeah, it to is. get this ball rolling to start monetizing because yeah. I have the fan base. We have the fan base for the group. We have, you know, um, you know, the buzz. Like, people yeah, know. Yeah. People know. Right. When I step into place, they know. Right. You know. Yeah. So... I'm just trying to get to the point where I can feed my babies off of this now. Right. That was actually my next question. Like, <laughs> as a mother, like, uh, what like, what are the challenges as a mother and an artist trying to balance the two and working at the same time? It's very hard trying to find the time to do it while you got six kids running around. Right. Because I got six. And then I also do hair. That's my other, you know, that's my other money. That's my side of my living that I make, you know, my, my bread. So... Trying to boggle the three, you know. I make it happen, but you know the, the money's got to keep coming in order for me to pay for that music. Yeah, yeah. So now I'm just trying to take care of the more important things, the business aspect, because we got albums loaded up. For instance, you know what we got three albums that's already done, you know, ready to go. Um, Dead flowers for villains. That's okay. something that uh my producer Lunchbox Bully kind of put together himself. He's like, these is what I want you to go to the studio and do. Right, right. And uh, these beats, and this is how I want it. And we went as artists and in a group, and we went all the group sessions, and we recorded, and it's ready to go. And another album that we got, um, Forever Filthy, that's the group album that's done. You know, projects is loaded and ready to go, and we just need money to make these steps happen. So that's what we're doing right now, collectively, okay. coming together, right. paying for these things, and knocking them out so we can... Start monetizing. Yeah, that's what's up. Branding. Branding is very, very important. Yeah. Like, I try to do brand in everything that I do. Like, T-shirts, like, wallpaper. I give away wallpaper. I give away stickers like this. Yeah, I took, like, two of those at yeah. the spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just so people can, like, they see your name. Yeah. That's that, that, Those things cost, like, $20 for 50 stickers. Yeah, that's a good investment. Yeah, just pass them out or, or just stick them somewhere. Yeah, that's a, that's like, a good investment. What is that? I put them on the back of my car. I mean, just it's like little things like that that can just. I mean, your name is already out there anyway, but to have people keep seeing seeing your name, especially you put it in the, in a in a bar, you put one of these uh, flyers on like uh, the hair store board. Yeah. And, you know, they already have, it, have those boards outside, just just so people can keep seeing your name. Yeah. Shout out to Rocky Dub, man. He was not only shooting some gems uh, at, at at the music conference, but also was, you know, giving people some business ideas. He gave me one, for example, that can't even really tell y'all. Y'all had to be there to hear it and experience it for yourself. But, right. you know. Should have been there. Yeah. It was dope. <laughs> it was dope. Yeah. I, I like the uh, I like the fact, I like Toledo artists, period. Like, that's why I do this. Yeah, Toledo is full of a lot of amazing yeah. artists. And I, I think that some of them, could really take off in a really, really big way if we had just some people helping us, you know, do what we needed to do. Right. Like, there's some people that's really almost fully complete artists, like, ready to go, right. you know. Yeah. They just need that tiny little push. They need to get over that bridge, like Tyler Perry, right. you know. What do you, what do you think it is? What's the, what's, the, what's the thing they need to get over? Like, how do you reach that next point? I honestly think it's just, like, it's a conversation. We got to get over our pride, and we got to start getting out here and – talking to people and being, you know, really, really vocal about what we want, what we need done. Right. You know, um, we can't expect to get handouts without giving love back. So sometimes people always call you when they need something, but 
they ain't there to support you when you got things going on. So sometimes it right. means you getting up and taking the time to go out and support somebody at a show, you know, invite right. your DJs to lunch. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do something, you know, have a conversation, go let people know that you're more serious about your craft, reach out to the DJ, send up your music. You know right. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. We, we, we ain't nothing without a DJ. Right. Yeah. So, you know, once the time comes where all these albums is done, trust and believe. First thing I'm doing is send them to my DJs. All right. Yeah. You know, that's that's most important. People think that they won't play you. You know, the industry standards, even like they said at the conference, you got to pretty much be a fully put together artist. They don't they don't want to waste no time building an artist because they lose money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ain't that right, Rob? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were saying I know Juice was saying Julius was saying that uh, when they look at your Instagram followers. Yeah. They look at your Facebook page. They look at YouTube. See how many people, how many views you got on your YouTube videos. They don't want to just sign somebody who's not putting in their work at home. Right. And if, if you ain't got somebody that, you know, wants to listen to you, who who you going to sell records to? Right. They yeah. want to know where their money going to go. Are they, are you worth their investment? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I think one thing about uh, Toledo that we should be doing is uh, more compilation, more uh, working with each other. As yeah. far as different artists coming together, I know uh, uh, Eddie Bauer used to do the uh, Mud massacres. massacres. Yeah, I don't know if he's still going to do that. But. <clears throat> I was on two of those, yeah, both of the female yeah, that's ones. That's how I found out about you. There was actually uh, another person I wanted to say I wanted to collab with. She speaks. She's one of my most favorite artists in the city. She speaks. She's, yeah, she was there at the conference. Oh, okay, shorter short short chick that was yeah, next yeah, to me. Yeah. Yeah, her and me, we pretty much been doing it for the longest time. I also kind of identify a lot with her. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's she's really dope on a on a lyrical level. She's she's awesome. And there's a lot of a lot of females in the city that, that I ain't gonna lie, we we some monsters. Yeah. It's it's some it's look, some dope females in the I city. I found out that there were over two hundred female hip hop artists. Mm. Not not singers, just hip hop in Toledo. I had to write that list out myself oh, one day, and uh, I, I found about probably 475 oh, wow. artists total. I don't know how many of them was girls, sub 200 and something. So that's still a lot of there. artists, though, 475 hip-hop artists. Like, yeah. That's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah, and I was counting the ones that was out, you know, 10, 15 years ago as well as yeah, the yeah. newer ones, you right, know. Right. Yeah, I need to find these people. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously, like I, I, that's why I do this so I can, so not just me, I can discover artists, so other people can see who's in the city, who's doing what, like what it what's what's going on. I believe DJ Key's success is supposed to be putting something together. Is Him he? and a couple other gentlemen um, from the city uh, about the pioneers of music in the city. Yeah, you know what? So I it's talk, supposed to be like a three piece portion or something. I talked to them. I talked to Scott uh, Smooth. Yeah. About doing a uh, a piece called, I don't know if I want to say it, <laughs> History of the Toledo DJ. Mm. Basically going back to 70s, early 70s when hip hop first started and they, they, you know, the first DJs came here. We first need started that. here. Yeah. Just a little documentary or whatever and, you know, a show just to, and then it can move from there to go from DJs to, you know, uh, lyricists, artists, you know, R&B or whatever. It's just yeah. all about music. Like that's that's my love. My Absolutely, love I think music. that's important to know what's behind the music because the DJ is just important as the artist. Yeah. Um, yeah, just like the beat maker, just important right. as the artist. Everybody in the group equally just important making that music. Uh, and it's important to have them relationships as well and them connections. You know, because you might need them people. You know, Eddie Barr. I talk to him frequently. Okay. Um, you know, I stay plugged with the DJs. They got 
March Madness, the birthday bash coming right, up yeah, for the yeah. three main DJs in the right. city. If you artists and you ain't out trying to support these people and you have the opportunity to go out and support them, yeah, then go. we need to take that extra step to go DJ, and support our DJs. DJ you One know? Time, DJ J-Rock, and uh, Lightning Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facts. Those are the uh, the three, one of the three pioneers of, of Toledo. Yeah. When it comes to DJing. Yeah. Yeah, they've been doing it for forever, over 20 years. Yeah. That's that's insane. Longer than I've been around, that's for certain. <laughs> right, right. So uh what's uh what's next for two tone? So I have two shows coming up. One is uh this Saturday. It's at the Polish Ostrich and it's uh an R and B event. Um after that we're gonna be the following weekend, the Saturday the Sunday, excuse me, after Valentine's Day, I will be at Love and Laughter performing. Um, that's an annual thing that yeah. goes down every year with the, you know, comedy and R and B and they do a nice little, uh, throwback like nineties, two thousand set. Okay. So that's like one of my most favorite parts. Uh, honestly at that event yeah. is, uh, you know, seeing the transition of the times and what, you know, yeah, yeah. you, you kind of want to know what, what's the person going to do, you know, what's the right. choice selection this year. And, uh, I think my, my, uh, my selection of song this year is, is, is really, uh, not going to be guessable. Okay. I don't think anybody would have thought that I would have done this song. So I'm excited to surprise people because I'm kind of pushing the bar. Um, I didn't want to do something boring. Right. So I'm definitely about to be in a place. Okay. Um, I've <laughs> definitely got something to say. Yeah. Um, and then I got two of my other original songs that I'll be doing and uh, get to perform with a band. So some of the artists got a choice at the second event at Love and Laughter to use the band or not. So some people will just do their original songs and um, in between they do the comedies, you know, set. So that's always an awesome event. If y'all got a chance to go out, um, I got tickets. The other artists in the city got tickets. Um, so make sure y'all be there if y'all can and support, um, get with somebody on Facebook, Instagram, you know, wherever and uh, purchase tickets for that. They're on Eventbrite. Um, then after that, uh, Still this week, we're going to try to get the LLC situated, right. um, trademarking names, and uh, then we're going to go ahead and start loading these songs in. So we ready. When is, when is the project coming out? When do you anticipate? I can't say when because <clears throat> you don't. When do you anticipate, you know? The r said no. <laughs> <laughs> as far as our group album, um, we're kind of holding on to that. We'll probably right. probably be looking closer into the summertime for that or something. I don't know. He doesn't like to put time limits on things and, right, and right. restrain us to certain times but as far as my single destination uh the goal was uh for february so um basically as quick as i can get this llc number is when i'm going and loading that song up and then basically i'll start pushing that single and uh promoting that right and then after that you know possibly putting more promotion on for the album um and then dropping the album uh, because I'm actually working with a producer who's a gold standard producer right now. I don't know if you're familiar with Bubba Guy Beats. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he made that beat, and uh, it's pretty dope. I got like 84,000 views or something on that oh, video wow. right now. Okay. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of networking with him, and he's looking forward to doing a project with me as well because we got a couple other songs, and I'm going to kind of put them out as a whole little album. Right. So I'm looking forward to that because I'm going to go ahead and drop the R&B side of me People more so see the rap side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they want to be a little bit more introduced to the R and B side of me. Okay. Um, that's the one I, I'm not as comfortable with, I guess. So yeah. hey. I'm trying to exploit my uh insecurities here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Expand yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. So So uh how can uh how can viewers or listeners 
find you on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Okay, they can find me on YouTube at 2-W-O-T-O-N-E. Um, Instagram is the same thing, 2-W-O-T-O-N-E-419. Um, same thing on Facebook. Um, got a little stuff here and there, but we're working on a web page, so everything will kind of be on one Right. Domain, so twotone.com will be up and running. Okay. Um, that way people can go and get kind of like the whole discography. We've got about seven or eight albums out. And people's like, okay, she, we don't see all these right. albums that yeah, she's yeah. talking about. Because, you know, they're kind of scattered. I had them out in the streets. It was more so underground okay. and in the streets than right. what they was online. So now that, you know, the digital and media thing is kind of just taking over, you know, right, kind of right. just getting a little bit late start on the digital portion right. of it so once i load them up you guys will have plenty to go and pick from so you're gonna put all listen. your old albums on oh absolutely oh yeah okay absolutely okay. it gets juicy yeah <laughs> so uh you should come back and do more podcasts with me because uh you have a nice voice thank you <laughs> so. actually it sounds like crap right now i kind of oh, lost yeah, it, I, but. I, but i can i can i can hear the the, the voice coming through okay but uh yeah i would like that yeah we should uh we gotta talk after we after we're done dope so uh Hey, so you want to say something, man? You've been sitting here for like a half hour, 37 minutes, actually, and haven't said one, or well, you said two words, like, uh, yes. He's a quiet guy. <laughs> well, I'm a quiet guy, too, until I get behind the mic. So. I'm all good. You good? Yeah, yeah. What's your name again? Rab Matic. Rab Matic. Producer? Yes, sir. All right. Engineer, the brain. He's the businessman. Okay. He's like super smart. Yeah. Crazy. He don't say much, but when he says something small, it means everything. Right. So <laughs> that's what kind of guy he is. He don't say much. Hey, I, hey, I was the same way. So, but uh, we gotta do this again. Yeah, let's do that. We'll talk. Well, uh, this is the four one nine grind podcast. You can listen to this on iHeart Radio, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are heard. Goodbye. <laughs>